Hello. Hello. What's up? Can you hear me? Yep. Cool. Say something? Hello. There you go. Okay, I was just checking your levels. Perfect. Oh, how you been? Pretty good. Still in Baton Rouge, right? Yes, still in Baton Rouge. Apparently we just missed each other the other day. I was in San Marcos with uh, Morgan and them. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was in Houston for my cousin's graduation. Yeah, I, uh, the first time I've ever been to San Marcos. It's a nice little town, man. It's a nice little, look, it's really fun in the summer if you enjoy tubing. Yeah. Um, there's a really great place that we used to go in high school. Um, bring some beers with you, just relax and roll on down the river. I, uh, I, I could imagine back in the day... Uh, I mean, Baton Rouge is a lot of Baton Rouge was a lot of fun in college, but I would imagine that going to college in San Marcos, I was like, yeah, I could have I could have had a lot of fun down here. It's oh, like a pretty oh, fun town. You know, that was the party school in Texas. You know, here everyone goes to LSU. There everyone would go to uh, San Marcos for college. And yeah, even over UT. UT's not the big. I thought I always thought UT was the big party school in Texas. Oh my God, no! UT is like prestigious. Oh, just for like the just for the ritzy people. Really? I I don't know. I was just uh, I don't. I'm, oh God, it's definitely like one of the top tier schools in the nation right now. Please don't take this the wrong way, but my <laughs> <laughs> my impressions of UT would not have included prestige. Like maybe that's my own ignorance, but but okay. I never ever 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 would have. <laughs> Like, okay, I'm, we're not talking like Harvard, Yale. Yeah, I, of course, of course, of course. But we're talking more of like the out of the top, you know, out of the out of the state schools. Of yeah. Schools, yeah, 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 yeah. He would probably be one of them. Yeah, the I, I get that, but I just it just I don't know. I don't know how to say <laughs> it, but I just don't. I don't. Know, I just don't like think of UT. First off, I think of it as a football school more than anything. Hey, look, well, well, that. <laughs> So, circa, circa like 2009, yes. 2010 is when UT was like great, but you know. But I, yeah, I do know that there's a lot of money in that school because like, it, oh, it, yeah, it, it's, it, it, I was, I, I know it's, I know it's an expensive school because we, we can wrap this up and we'll get started on the, on the pod, but uh, I was talking to a girl I work with who went to UT, just recently graduated UT, and uh, she was talking about like, she's like, Oh, how much is it to go to an LSU game for students? I was like, oh, it's like uh, it's like eighty, I think, for the year for the all like seven like or eight games. Bucks. It's like eight, yeah. It's like it's like thirteen dollars a game or twelve dollars a game when I was at school. So I spent, I, I couldn't have spent more than a hundred dollars for season tickets. And she's like, right. oh, that's it. I'm like, how much? How much are y'all paying? And she was like, hundreds <laughs> of dollars. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, hundreds of dollars to watch a football team that is mediocre compared to the LSU Tigers who have competed in national championship games multiple times in yeah. recent years. And probably would be more competitive if they didn't have to play Alabama every year, but you know. Right. Well, but uh, I was shocked. I was like, are you, you're, y'all are paying money to watch like... That is wild. Y'all are paying... Look, I, look, LSU hasn't really been good. They've been middle of the pack for the past few years. Right. But again... You're paying like as a student, like just 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 as students, like we were paying a hundred dollars to watch games in the best part of the stadium with all of our right. friends. 
and right. you didn't you could sell the tickets and make the money back. So it's like, and then it's if they win. yeah, if you if they weren't good, like there've been years I'm sure, especially these past few years, they're not they haven't been that good and they've lost. But it's like at the same time, it's like eh, it's still a party. It's still a party, and you're you're again you're paying a hundred dollars for the year, like all like season. Right. Like I'm just like. Oh man, how do you how do you guys afford that? She's like, we just make do, and usually, you know, we, we find a way. I'm like, I'll wa- I'll watch it. it. I'll watch it's it at a friend's place it. on a couch right. in AC. Like, no, thank you. No, I completely agree, 100. percent insane. Anyway, let's start the pod. <laughs> All right, let's get to business. Let's get to business. Alright, uh, let me take a sip of my tea. Ah, jealous. Yeah, man, black tea, that's where it's at. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Hello world, welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by a newcomer, a new first time guest, uh, Alexis Campanil. I hope I pronounced that right. I don't think I, I, I don't think I've ever had to pronounce that um, on record, so I'm glad I nailed it coming out the gate. But uh, how are you doing today, dear? Doing wonderful. Trying to survive a cough that I've enduring, but it was okay. We are we are alive and well. I was about to say you sound lovely. Like I'm, I hear you through my uh, headphones, and you sound you actually have a really great voice for this kind of stuff. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate. It. I've been told I have a great phone voice at work, and I don't know if that's a great skill. But if you're saying it too, we'll go roll with it. Look, man, I've had a few people on this pod, and some people don't necessarily translate to the audio uh, medium as well as others, which is no – like there's nothing wrong with that. Like everybody's (laughs) like – you wouldn't believe how many people are like, I hate the sound of my own voice. I was like, yeah, I I I get that. Like luckily luckily I – Actually, I don't hate my voice. Like I thought I would, (laughs) but I've heard it so often on like – recording that it doesn't bother me anymore i'm just used to it by now like i I, but i will say there are people i've had on this pod with better voices than me that i'm like oh that's a really that's a really nice voice voice. yeah yeah (laughs) i just i'll say one thing i have fallen in love with girls just on their voices have you ever really yeah like okay i'll tell you i'll bleep her name out but uh you know who i'm talking about Yes, yes, yes. I love her voice. Like I what? I love her like I want to call her sometimes okay. just to hear her read a dictionary. I think her voice <laughs> is so sweet. Seriously, that's the honest to god truth. You know what? I have to agree with you. I really do have to agree with you. Yeah. Anyway, uh on that light note, let's do a hard transition. Uh I do yeah. think we should say something because we're recording this on Saturday, the Saturday after. Uh, right. A huge shout out because I mean this is uh, Santa Fe High School is is I think like three hours away from where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah. It's South Houston. Uh, um, I think I, it's between uh, what they say Galveston and Houston. Yeah, somewhere around there. So within drive, like I could drive there today and be there by before right. dinner. Like uh it's it's very sad i'm sorry to hear about the victims in there uh mostly oh, teenagers it's, yeah it's horrific it's it's almost a feeling it, it i'm at a lot i mean i'm at a loss for words there's you know i heard some of the things that 
the young man had said and his intentions and yeah it's a you know bullying is I don't think that it's as big as an issue that it I think that it needs to be brought to the table and I think that we need to address it more seriously than we ever have before and this isn't one of our topics because I didn't want to get bogged down on it, uh, but it's it's just really sad. I mean, most of them were teenagers and stuff like that, and it's 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 becoming way too common. I mean, that's an understatement. But oh, my, absolutely. My, my biggest issue is like the kid got the gun guns because he had a a revolver, that's, I think, and a yeah. shotgun from his shotgun. dad. Like he stole his dad's guns. I'm like, why? Why oh why? Look, I, I I didn't grow up in a gun a gun owning uh, family. Right. Uh, my mom actually abhors them. Uh, mm-hmm. But so I don't know the the logistics of of having firearms in a household with children in it. But why oh why? Like my only thing is like why oh why oh why did a seventeen year old kid have access? You know that is it's an excellent and it's a very fair question. Um, and as someone who has been around guns my entire life, um, I'm comfortable around them. I'm aware of what they're used for. Um, I'm aware of the safety concerns that you need to have being around them. This is something that the parents, I feel, are at fault for. You know, growing up. I only knew about the guns in our house because my father told me this is for emergencies if we are not aroused, here's where it is, here's how to use it, do not touch this outside of that. And I never and I never thought about it after that. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it also kind of has to do with the role that the parents play in the child's life. You know, I'm not saying that these parents maybe were absent, but maybe if they paid a little more attention... Yeah. And we're a little more involved. And if they maybe put their guns in a safe. Yeah, exactly. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? And that's the and that's the issue like look, I if it was up to me and we're we'll get back to what we wanted to talk to, but this is just a brief aside. If it was up sure. to me, I would get rid of I would get rid of guns in a, in this in this country. Like as far as civilian ownership, I, that's just where I'm coming from. I would get rid of it. I was like, I don't understand why anyone needs to own a gun. Maybe that's me being naive. I get that. That's not my point. My point is, all right, if you want to have a gun, all right, if you want to have a gun, then you must be absolutely so responsible, so careful, so secure with how that deadly weapon is is, is uh, stored, is like – Available, the access to it. I'm just like, okay, I'll go with you that you feel you need to own a gun. But again, why did your 17-year-old kid have Have access access to to this? Like why – like this isn't even like Parkland where the kid was 18 and he could buy a gun. That's a whole other – that's a whole other thing. But why is a child and a 17-year-old is a child by law and probably by like maturity – why did this 17-year-old kid have access to this, these firearms? He shouldn't have. He absolutely should not have had access to this gun. Yeah, it's... It should have been locked away in a safe where he did not know. The combination, yeah. The combination, he should not have known. And that is where I would place the blame on Dad. Yeah. You know? And 
I don't. Yeah. It also comes with teaching your kids the severity of misusing the weapon. You know, um, and we I, we can get more into detail about this, but uh, it's a it's a very it's a very um, especially in recent years very controversial, and I I can't find the best way to explain. Yeah my side you know and i'll admit that there are flaws uh so i'm kind of i'm kind of in the middle of a yeah (laughs) you know what i mean yeah we'll uh we'll we'll touch on that because that is a topic that we're going to touch on the fact that you and i are occupy not drastic not radically different but uh we are, I think, on opposite ends of the political spectrum oh, uh, on, on most things. But let's oh, – let's <laughs> we're getting to that, okay? So let's start with you are – I currently live in Austin, Texas. Uh, yes. You Beautiful. you grew up here, right? Or do you grew up around here? I can't, I can't remember exactly. I grew up in Round Rock in Pflugerville. Oh, wow. Right I love Round Rock. Right of Austin. Yeah, it's a cute little city. Yeah. Uh, it's booming. When, look, I'll tell you. When I first moved there, it was a tiny, tiny yeah. town. Yeah. Very tiny. Um, and to watch it grow and to watch it flourish and to watch it turn into this well-developed yeah. little city, um, I love it. And it, it's the, if, you know, if I were to ever get married and have children, I would absolutely move back there and raise my family there. I think it's a great place to surround your kids with and to... You know, I, I have to uh, I have to echo everything you say. My doctor, my gastroenterologist, is in Round Rock, so I go there to like you know. Really? Yeah, and I mean, I live, I live, I don't live in North, I don't live in North Austin, but I kind of live Northeast Austin around 183. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so it's like a 20 minute drive, right? Uh, and I have to say, like every time I've gone up there, I'm like, oh, it's a nice little place. I get why people live out here. It's like. Uh, yeah. It's far I've away from the city. Yeah. Round Rock Donuts. No, I have not been to. Wh- oh. Where Where are these God, Round Rock you Donuts you speak of? Um, I could not tell you the exact location. I'll Google it. You I'll Google it. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The beauty of Google. Um, but you have to try these donuts. Oh well, uh, I will definitely next time I'm up there. I probably will. I think I have a follow up with him coming up. I don't know, uh, but yeah, I, I like Round Rock. So you grew up in Round Rock. It's a it was a small town now, and it's come up. It's become kind of a commuter town, uh, and it's, yeah. it's 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 really nice. It it I get it. It seems very uh, maybe it's because it's so a recent development, but like it it seems very clean and very like nice. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's always been that way too. I've never, um, and maybe that's why um, I don't know the way I am but you know growing up in that. Suburbia, I guess you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really nice, and, I, and that's why I have the expectations of where I live now. Um, I want to live in a nice, clean, quiet area. Um, I grew up in Pflugerville as well. That's actually where I went to high school. Oh, yeah. um, that was a little different. That was more of a podunk. I've town. never, yeah, and I've never been forbid. to. I've never been to Pflugerville. I've only You're been. You're not missing Rock. much. You're really not <laughs> missing much. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> Look, anytime I would always go back to Round Rock, but going back to Pflugerville, I cannot explain the torture <laughs> I went through in that town. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds awful. But you. uh 
But what do you think about Austin? I would, I would, I wanted to ask. Oh. The whole reason I brought it up was because, uh, as someone who's only lived here a couple of years, and I, I can't believe I've already lived here a couple of years, but uh, I know it's wild. I uh, remember when you moved down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I would say that a lot of people from here that have lived here for a long time and are natives here are really fed the fuck up with people moving here. And but I'm oh like, oh my god, absolutely. But. I love this town though. Like I was talking to our good friend Steven about this. Yes. Uh, cause I was uh, just, I'll, I'll, I'll say this before I'll let you go and stuff like that. Uh, we were talking, I was, I, when I moved here, I was like, you know what? I'll give it three years. I'll give it three years. If I'm not happy here, I'll move somewhere else. Because when I was looking to move out of Louisiana, Austin was a dark horse. Like I, I was like, uh, this is probably, that's, that's probably as far West as I want to go. Right. So, uh, so I did move here, and we were talking about it last time me and him hung out, and I was like, there's nothing wrong with Austin. I mean, I'll probably never be able to afford to own a house in this city, but, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with this town. Like, it feels like there's – I mean, there's it really isn't. It I gets mean, hot. It gets hot, but, like, there's nothing there wrong to with do this to town. Solve that problem. Yeah. There's, and, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. There, it's yeah. – it's, it's the perfect city, and if I had not spent my entire life there, I would love to move back, but I would like to experience other cities. I get it. That's why um, I could never live I – can't, I can't live in New Orleans again. Like I can't – right. I spent 18 years there. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> so you feel, you feel the pain. But yeah. no, Austin, um, I – every time I have ever mentioned that I am from Austin, everyone's like, what? Really? Why are you here? You know, in bad rumors. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, school, family. I'm moving back for that. But Austin is such a unique city in that um, it is a hippie country Texan Western city all in one. Yeah. And it fits everyone. Really, it's made for everyone. Yeah, I would there agree. Is you know, it, whether you be an outdoorsy person, whether you be into music, whether you be into the arts or the crafts, or whether you be into, uh, you know, anything, it, there's always something there for someone. Yeah. And um, I, I, I absolutely love it. It is my home. I rep it to the day I die. Five one two. I love it. <laughs> it's I do love it, and uh, but I will I will I do agree with people who are from here. It's getting. It's getting kind of crowded, but I mean, yeah. I it doesn't bother me because as some as a young I'm I'm 28 as a young man, uh, there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of the yeah. more people are brought in. I mean, yeah, it's more crowded and like for instance, yesterday uh, <laughs> I, went, I tried to go to Barton Springs pool like for the first time. I know I've been here two years. I should have definitely gone by now, but oh. so I, I mean I've been to Zilker Park all the time. I just never thought about going to the pool. The uh, pool, right? But uh, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna go do this. All right, I'm gonna go find it. And then I got there, and I was like, that line is way too fucking long to go to a pool that I was probably only gonna spend like two hours at. I'm like, yeah, uh, I'll try next weekend, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try again this coming weekend to go like super early. Maybe I can get in like real quick but uh yeah definitely try and go before anyone else gets there because it it can get crowded and um but it but then again there's every time i go out especially downtown i mean i, I don't go on six that much but you know uh but like when i do not. go out and i do go out to the domain i really like the domain uh it's a really nice oh my goodness the domain yeah i remember when it was the first 
part, the first portion of the domain, it was one strip. Yeah. And then they start building on. And, you know, I moved back to Austin about two years ago. Um, and they had built that line of bars. Yeah. And I was very impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I uh, loved it. And I, I wish they had that here in baton rouge yeah it uh oh yeah definitely like that's the that's what I, that's why i got out of baton rouge i was like there's nothing like the domain in baton rouge and there's nothing like zilker park in baton right. rouge like there's nothing like that there no. uh which i mean there's nothing wrong with i mean i i mean people have their opinions on baton rouge <laughs> but there's nothing there's nothing wrong there was nothing wrong for me at bat in baton rouge but like Austin, it's just a lovely. Uh, there's nothing wrong with this town. Like I, I really, I really believe that. Like, where could I go? I guess I could move to a bigger city, like you know, uh, Chicago, New York, Boston, Philly, somewhere like sure. that, or DC. It'd be a bigger city, and there'd probably be a lot more money, but the cost of living would go up way oh, yeah. more. Uh, so I'm like, I think Austin's where I'm gonna stay. Like, I really don't see why i would leave unless something else came up or you know whatever happens happens but like there's nothing wrong with this town man and i get why a lot of people are moving here which i mean maybe a good thing maybe a bad thing look i get it too but it's you know i don't know maybe it's just the stuck upness of being a texan and being from austin it's just yeah i don't know it's hard to explain but no i when i lived there i was just like yeah. Stay out. Get out. You're causing too much traffic. <laughs> That's the thing. It is insane, especially with the road construction on um, what is it? Uh, Mopac 183, I35. Pick, take your pick. Oh god, all of it. It's insane. But here's ridiculous. Here's the thing. Maybe it's me. I don't really go out around town like i really the part of the reason why i don't go out to zilker as much as i want to in that area is because i i live across town from it so it's a depending on traffic it, it can get down there. well it's just it's just out of my way but like as yeah. a guy as a very 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 extremely boring person like i come home i go to work <laughs> and i live about t- 10 15 minutes away from my gig so and everything i need like i have a movie theater i have the only thing i don't have is like zilker park something like that but like uh, and if I need to get downtown to go out, like it's it's ten minutes, it's fifteen minutes, depending on right. traffic, right? Uh, so it, it's fine. Like, but as if but, I, but if I had to live and die by like I thirty five or Mopac, I would probably like slowly like contemplate suicide because oh my god, they're absolutely. the worst. Thirty five <laughs> is so terrible. I always avoid thirty five. Always. Yeah, you gotta care. find the shortcuts. I don't care if I have to go, like, the, the roundabout way, go completely around Austin. I will avoid 35 at all costs, always. Yeah, terrible. like... <laughs> terrible. God. Yeah. Forbid that interstate. But we both love, we both love this city. Uh, <sighs> Tremendously. M- moving on. It's really weird that we're... I'd like to think we're friends. Is that too much to overstate? Absolutely not, John. I uh, think we're friends. Yeah, we're friends. Uh, we're friends. Uh, best friends? Eh, you know. Eh. I mean, I only have, do we like... have mutual best friends? Yes. yes. Yes, we do have mutual best friends. And, you know, we have hung out, like, 
we have hung out just the two of us, which was I thought was going to be very weird, but it's actually kind of worked. And it stuff was like, very fun. Yeah. It was very lighthearted and fun. John, we used to hang out in Baton Rouge all the time and get drunk together. I don't. <laughs> I, but I mean, I it was just weird that like it was just the two of us. Like I don't. I think that had been the first time that we had ever really just done, yeah. the two of us. Like we'd always been in a group of people. Right. Uh, but, but what, I'm very happy that we had that opportunity. It was, it was fun, a, and it was I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, that was, I think that was the first time I ever went to Rainy Street. It was a lot of fun. Um, <gasps> but one of the things that is interesting about our friendship, and it, several of my friendships with people back home, is that there is, like I mentioned earlier, a very stark uh, political difference. You are... Well, I'll say I am a liberal. I, I, I'm not a Democrat. I make no claims to that uh-huh. party. But I am a progressive liberal. Like I, I really believe in social uh, progressive right. policies. I believe in you know uh, regulation. I'm I'm very keen on regulation uh, as much as possible. You know, but you can't uh, see me right now. But I'm cringing. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but how would you? I just described my political, my personal self-described mm-hmm. political leanings. How would you describe yours? Um, you know, in the past two years, I think that I have changed um, in my views, not tremendously, but in more of an open-minded way. Um, I will consider myself conservative in most instances. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's really economically. Yeah. Um, very conservative economically, and I do believe in less government mm-hmm. involvement. Okay. Um, that is a main reason why I'm conservative. Uh, and really on the social issues, the only... I think that I would say I'm pretty moderate in that field. Okay. Um, besides abortion, uh, that is something very I hold very dear to my heart. Um, okay. And that is a topic that I will never change on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, those are the main reasons why I'm not opposed to other viewpoints at all until I see where it could potentially be dangerous to the status quo of our nation. And, uh, okay. But that's really where I stand. Um, I am a registered Republican in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I have considered re-registering as an independent or as a libertarian. I really am kind of in a crossroads right now trying to figure out like what do I really believe in and what do I really think that this country needs so um, as, as of now I would label myself as a conservative but yeah. um, I think that I am I'm evolving into my own thoughts and opinions yeah. you know as I learn as I learn and as I see the world and as I see you know all of these new things that are coming up and it's 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 a uh, it's rattling, you know. It's, I think it's we're shaking up my world. I think we're both. We are technically, I guess, by definite by certain definitions, we are both millennials. Uh, yes. It's really interesting. Like I feel like most millennials, you know, as these old folk like to say, we're, are getting away from organized, not only organized yes. religion, but also organized political parties. Like we don't affiliate yes. with. Like I, I like you said, you're not. You don't really consider yourself a Republican, or you're, oh, you didn't say that. I'm sorry. I don't want to mis- misquote you, but you just said you. I'm, I'm a registered Republican, but I. You're at a crossroads. Either I think that there needs to be 
evolution, or oh, what am I saying? Uh, I think that the Republican Party, if it wants to succeed and if it wants to continue to have the hold or power that they have, I think that they need to do some changing. They need reform. And I think they need, we need a tremendous reform. And if there was a reform, I would wholeheartedly consider myself a Republican. And, and there are several areas in which I would definitely reform. But I also think that it's, it's and this goes for both parties, this goes for politics in general in America, I think our generation needs to be in there. Mm. Um, it, it's old white people. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it's old white people, and they are so stuck on this way and they have been sucked in by this corrupt state of affairs it's just disgusting to me i wish that we could speed time along a little and get our own people in there and and i have faith in our generation i really do i think that we see the wrongs that our previous generations yeah have done and i do have faith that will shake things up a bit and change will come with us i do believe that uh i like what you said there i do i i do my hope for our generation fluctuates like there are times when i think we're great like we're we have everything we need to change things but then i think about how superficial we can be and how oh for sure not not even superficial as far as like it's not that we want here's what here's where i'm coming with our generation it's not that we want to wear name brands. It's that we want to be seen wearing name brands. Like I exactly. I I like Nike. Like I like name brand stuff. Like if I right. had my money, if I had all the money in the world, I'd probably wear nothing but Armani suits all day. All right? So <laughs> I get it. I I have no problem with name brands. Like that's not my issue. It's the fact that I really and I'm oh god, I'm going to sound like a 50-year-old like fucking house Uh-oh. yeah, something like that. It's it's the damn social media. Like I'm like it's not that we it's not that we like name brands. It's that we have to be seen. We have to show. We have to project this image that you are 100 percent correct. I'm just like guys. We don't social media. Look, I am a social media slut. Okay, <laughs> I've got it all. Okay, my face is plastered on it all. Are you still on? Are you still on Snapchat? Oh, John Flores. I'm on Snapchat. I, I, I got off. Of, I got off of Snapchat when they did that wow. update, and once they did that update that made it all stupid, I was like, they I guess I'm all it, on they it. Fixed it. <laughs> they fixed it. Well, I'm all they on Instagram fixed. now, so I'm I'm cool with just being on, you know, Instagram. You know, I I, I, I detest Facebook. I'm off of it. I try not to. I, I have it still just to keep track with you know people that will tag me and stuff or yeah. my mom, you know. I don't get on Facebook that much. Um, Instagram is like a... Yeah. Eh. Eh. I think everyone's fake on it. You know, I think everyone tries yeah. to make their life seem so great when in reality it's, you know, in shambles. And it's fake. And I it's, think that's it's... fake. And you shouldn't... And I think that's kind of what's wrong with our generation. And, you know, I do have faith in us, but I think that where our downfall could be is we are so concerned about what other people see in us that we forget to take care of ourselves and we forget yeah. to nourish ourselves and, 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 and grow. I think that we're so focused on, oh my God, I have to post this picture and show everyone how 
good of a time I'm having. Yeah. Why don't we just put our phones down and truly enjoy the moment? Um, or not focus on what other people think about us. Yeah. Let's 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 spend that time that we we use trying to get other people's attention, and let's use that time to work on ourselves and find the problems that we have in ourselves. Um. Yeah. I just I I totally agree, and uh, it's. It's amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it it feels like, and tying it back to the political parties and stuff like that, right. it feels like we we're moving away from. Uh, I mean, we're all this country's founded on individualism. Like we're all about in, the individual, right? We're all about individual freedom and stuff yes. like that. And it yes. feels like we're moving away from our parents' generations as far as like we're moving. We're moving away from more and more organized social groups and we're moving more and more towards celebrating and championing championing i think i butchered that the individual <laughs> like we're, we're all about ourselves which i mean is not again I'm not trying to sound like a 50 year old like you know grumpy grump it's not a bad thing you need to work on yourself but are you working on yourself to impress others is what you're getting on, getting at. Right. Or are you working yes. on yourself to better yourself? And it feels like... And, and those around you. And, and it's not even about that. It's about what are you doing to be productive and what are you doing to make a change? Like, I think that's what... I think because we are so selfish. Yeah. I think that is why we have a lot of bad things happening today. Um, um, that is... We are so focused on ourselves. Well, I will we say, s- I, I, would, I would disagree. I would, I would, I would rebut against that as I think we've been through. Well, we we grew up. Well, at least for me, I graduated high school right in the middle of the Great Recession, and mm. I, I saw, I've seen. I, I, you probably would disagree with me, and I don't want to trigger you, darling. I, I'm not trying to trigger you, but I think we had eight good years. Sometimes great, sometimes not so great years under Obama, and I was like, I I saw how government can work, and now we're living in this age of our president, uh, and we're living under this age of like twenty four hour media, which I mean, it's not just Fox, it's everybody because they're just that they, you can't like okay, yeah, Fox is I, I have huge problems with Fox, but at the same time, I'm not like. It's again, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like it's like you can't, you can't right. really like. Yeah, I, I, I think they play some dirty pool every now and then, but they're not doing oh, anything. But you, you have, to, you have to say the same about CNN. You yeah. have to. Well, I just you think that to. like, if it was profitable, they go out of their way to report bullshit news, oh. stir up people. But so does Fox, and I'm not going to deny that. But they, they, they bring up bullshit news. I'm not concerned about Stormy Daniels. I'm concerned about what's going on in North Korea. I'm concerned about what's going on with well, our foreign policy. Well, um, well, the Story Daniels thing is a big deal because it involves no, a sitting it involves a sitting president who has lied several first off he said it never Bill happened. Clinton, John F. Kennedy. Oh yeah, and they got their bit no look, okay, John F. Kennedy existed before the twenty four hour me- media. But Clinton's years, I mean, I was old enough to remember, yeah, Clinton got the business. All right, Clinton his family is surprising that they even talk to this man anymore. The fact that all the shit he put them through and stuff like that. Clinton got the business, man. This is the way it goes. Like you cannot oh, I be. I agree. It's the way it goes, but uh, 
but yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying what Toronto. I'm not, I don't give a shit about Stormy Daniels. I think that's what we both agree on. But the fact that we have a sitting president who not only lied and has changed his story six times about their relationship, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal. That's the well, problem. I mean, that's a very. That's. I mean, that's not something that the public even needs to know about. That. I mean. That, it's okay. It's me, not about the affair. It's about the fact that the president, who puts all of this out on his own, usually through Twitter. It it involves the fact, man. We're going at it now. Here, this is okay. Um, every well, time, <laughs> audience, that. anyone, audience, anyone listening, <laughs> this is how it usually goes, Alexis. We're usually nice and sweet, and then something happens. Something comes up where we're like, okay, let's put on the the friendly <laughs> boxing gloves and let's go out. Let's go round for round right now. But yeah, okay. So <laughs> the the I president. Yeah, this is this is just how we go. Uh, but what I'm saying is. I agree. It's not Stormy Daniels. The fact that she—that's just—that's just the way it goes with you know scandals. Like Monica Lewinsky could have embraced it and been, you know, but she wanted her privacy. God, she was in her twenties when all this was going on. Stormy Daniels is like a thirty-something-year-old, you know, professional porn star. I think she, she's she's not a. She's, there's very little thing she's not a. She's like above. Like it's like. I know. And so yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying she's like a hero. I'm not. This isn't even about her. It's right. about the fact that we have a sitting president who has gone out of his way to lie to the American people about something. Yeah. Uh, we. I think we both can agree. If he had come out from the start and be like, "Yeah, we had sex. I paid her one hundred thirty thousand dollars because I thought it would uh, fuck up my uh, campaign." Yeah. Nobody would have given a fuck. But that's the problem, Alexis. He made it a big deal. It's his fault. He put himself in this situation. You know, I think this. <coughs> excuse me. You good? You good? Uh, we elected a reality. Yeah. TV star. A media star. And yeah. A media star. We elected a man who was known for his business deals. We all know we elected a man. We knew who he was. Well, I also think that's why, like. Three million more people voted for the other person than him. Of course, but, I mean, well, 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 that's the beauty of this country. We can vote for whoever we want to. Yes. Um, as someone who voted for Donald Trump, as a yes. conservative, yes. yes. As a conservative, I am very happy with what he has done so far. Because, oh my God. because listen, he has done everything. He has everything. campaigned on. <laughs> Alexis, you did not just say that. Yes, I did. He has done everything he told his leaders. Okay, uh, I will say he's attempted to do everything he's tried to do. He said he's, he, done a, he's been. He's has a lot of accomplishments under his belt. Aside from the things that he's done that are wrong. Uh, he okay. I don't, I so don't like, I don't worship this dude. Don't get me wrong. I don't worship Donald Trump. Like I don't. Him. I don't. I don't. I never said he did, but I've said. He, he swore that, like, you know, the deficit would go down, everybody would start having jobs, the health care would get repealed, all well, this John, stuff. you can't do this all in one year. But, but that's what I'm time. saying. I'm saying he's the one. Again, I oh, understand. Don't get me wrong. He toots his horn way too much. He I, again, way I, too much I understand that, like, politics, like, people were like, when Obama got in the office, like, when he was running for re-election, it was like, what, well, why didn't you do everything you said originally? He's like, well, it takes time. You got to work the deal out and stuff like that but what i'm saying is again nobody put this these time constraints on donald trump i think if i recall correctly he's the one who come out the gate and saying 
I can do all this, 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 this in my first year. And then he was like, he was bragging and he's come short. And has he acknowledged that he's fallen short? No, because he's Donald Trump. And of just, course, but that, that's the thing. Like, you can't, you can't take that and then like, oh, he, he said he was going to do this in a year and he didn't. Like, obviously not. Let, let him say his piece. Let him be retarded and let him be conceited and all of that. Just... But then, can you, how do you call him a success? Because he has done things that we voted him in for. Okay, he has. Okay, I mean, he got the tax. He got the tax bill passed. Congratulations! And he and he's and he's like he's trying to build the wall that he said Mexico was going to pay for, which they're I definitely hate not. That. I don't think there needs to be a wall. There doesn't need to be a wall. There doesn't need to be. A wall. And then you think about like, okay. <laughs> He wants like $15 billion for this wall that we're going to pay for, and then Mexico is somehow going to reimburse. How, how how could that $15 billion not go to like Department of Education or the Department of like, you know, social services? Like, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, because, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so, so as anyone could tell, we have huge. Not okay. Not huge. I don't want to say huge because we're not huge. Huge. Uh, we're huge. not. We're not dismiss. I don't like to think we're dismissive of each other. We try not to be dismissive oh, no. of each other. So, oh, no. but I think you would. I do want to touch on what you said. I think both. Uh, not only does the Republican Party need reform, I think the Democratic Party needs to be reformed as well because you're right. They are consisting mostly of you know the Gen X, the older yeah. generation, our parents' generation, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know what the parties need to do to incorporate uh, us, but I, I... I think it starts at grassroots. I really do. I think that, you know, I am trying to get involved in campaign work Yeah. in the next few years. You know, I'd like to be a part of that. And I think that they need to hear the voice of young people. And I think that they, if they, you know, took a group of young people and listens to what the you know things have changed tremendously yeah um i don't want to say like marketing but yeah but the way that we get people's attentions and the way that we reach into people's interests i think that has changed tremendously it's everywhere and i think that it's everywhere but i feel that our generation was there from the beginning so we know how to work it yeah we know how to get that eye. We know how to get that interest. We know how to get that done. And I think that if they allowed us and gave us the responsibility to getting the word out there, yeah. I think that, you know, we could see a little change from that, you know, well, start I, from the bottom. And it, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, just, I was going to say that you're touching on our next topic was... Uh, we did want to talk about we we kind of talked about our political differences, but like, <laughs> let me ask you, Alexis, what do you think is, I guess, not wrong with America? We we are like the thing I've been noticing. I talked about this in an earlier episode. There seems to be a divide. There seems to be a cultural divide. There's a yeah. there's a term I heard the other day that I couldn't stop laughing at. Like ironically, was. <laughs> They were talking about. Uh, I think I was. I was listening. I was watching. I was watching CNN. Not like watching CNN. I, I follow them on mm-hmm. YouTube. I follow them on YouTube so I can select the clips I want to hear. Maybe I'm part of the problem, not the solution here. But I don't watch CNN because I don't just watch television anymore. I usually just right. watch on demand stuff. 
Exactly. Right. So I was watching a clip. I can't remember what it was about, but it had to deal with the Republicans and the midterms coming up. And they were like, well, the Republicans don't have much to run on. I mean, they're kind of the party of Trump now. They That's kind of leaving a bad taste in a lot of, you know, independents and moderates mouths and stuff like that. They might, they, they need to... They need to like rile up their base and stuff like that, and they're like, well, we can't really talk about economic anxieties because the tax bill hasn't really done what a lot of people wanted it to do. But the term they used, the, the guy, I think his strategist said, they need, to pre- they need to rile up cultural anxieties. I had never heard that term before in my life, and I'm like, cultural, cultural anxieties. anxieties. Basically, what I took that as, we need to remind these white folk in this country – how everything they're used to is kind of changing. So that I and like, I, I, I agree. That, so that I think is the center, not to like put the blame on white people because I mean I want to, but that's unfair. But uh, sure. what we there is a divide, and I think it does have to do with this Absolutely. cultural anxieties and stuff like that. So how would you, you know, what would you do to fix that cultural, like this cultural divide? It, look. It has to do with having conversations with people. Yeah. We are stuck behind like what we're Like what we're doing, like what we're doing right now. Yes. This, look, and I, I know you're going to roll your eyes and just be like, oh my God, Alexis. But, <laughs> Go okay, ahead. Okay, Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin and his interviews. Um, do you know who he is? Dave Rubin. Yes. Oh, let me look him up real quick. See if I've seen this dude before. Okay. Well, he conducts these interviews with so many different people. No, I've to never seen. Have, no, I've never seen this have, dude. <laughs> you've never seen him? Uh, no, I've definitely never seen this dude. I would, I would highly recommend watching his videos. Okay. Um, from from the beginning, so okay. you can see the 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 change, yeah. you know, from the beginning to where he is now. Okay. He conducts these interviews with people. Okay. From all kinds of different backgrounds and political views and, and intellectual views and philosophical views. Okay. Uh, and he simply has a conversation with these people. Yeah. And in the past six months, I have seen, well, maybe this is because of who I follow on Twitter, but I have seen such a tremendous dialogue open up. And I'm so happy. I, I think that we have to stop. We have to stop judging people based off of what they like on Twitter or what they read. You know, I can see something and like not necessarily agree with it, but it's like, oh, hmm, retweet. You know, mm-hmm. like it's and people. I'll tell you this: there was there's a girl in our friend group, and I won't name her name just to be respectful. Uh-oh. But uh, you know, she does not like me because I simply disagree with her on politics, and it, it hates me. Wait, wait, okay, talk about it. Just say who it is so I can bleep it out later because I'm confused. I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? Oh, not, not our friend group. Oh. Uh, a, a group of girls that uh, I'm friends with here okay. in Baton Rouge. Um, I thought you were talking about our friend group. I'm like, oh, God, I want this juicy gossip. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I can tell you straight up. I'll call, I'll call that person out right now. No, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, dear. Me? I'm sorry. Like, what you say about me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, and I think it has to do with how we perceive people. We have to have conversations with people. We can't judge people based off of what we see. Like, you know, that 
Well, let me ask you this. I, I, I totally agree with your conversation, and that's kind of why I wanted to have you on because I don't want to talk to people. As much as I love talking to my friends, a lot of my friends share my exact same well, – almost exact same political right. stance. So that's boring. That gets old. You can't just have two people agreeing with each other all the time or criticizing the other side you know, as an echo chamber. But what I, what I would ask you is do you not feel that there are people who – there has to be a line somewhere. Like you, you don't judge. Don't judge people for being, for making mistakes. But you, is it fair to judge grown adults in this country who are flirting with some pretty dangerous rhetoric and f- some dangerous mindsets? You know, you know, uh, flirting with this uh, kind of like catering to the the far right and the far left. I'm not saying the left isn't absolved of anything. I'm saying isn't there? There has to be a line somewhere with. We cannot have you associated with our not society, but part of but part of the conversation. No, I agree one hundred percent. You know, I and no, I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. There is a line. You know, there is a way that our country has survived, and it's because of the values that we hold. Yeah. And going too far left or going too far right, there's going to be an issue, and there's going to be failure. So it's better. You know, I. Think going even too far on either side is wrong. Yeah, it, it, there's obviously issues on both sides. Yes. Um. So yes, I do think that there is a line. I, but, I do agree with that. But I would say that I I feel like again the the cause of this culture anxiety has people scrambling. This cultural divide has people scrambling towards the extremes and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is like, how do we? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Actually, I would. Well, I guess what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to touch on is the fact that like we're. I don't see us coming together anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just. I, I think that people are just. Exactly. There are certain outlets that perpetuate this type of fear, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. Because yeah. it does. And, but, you know, when you stir the pot mm. and when you hit the bee's nest, yeah. you're going to have a reaction like that. How do and we, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. I, I apologize. No, it's okay. I just don't think, and I think that people feed off of that and people get like, oh, my God, this. Outrage man, culture? So, huh? The outrage culture. The outrage. It's just like, take a step back, bro. Like, take a moment to assess the situation. Is it that big a deal? Take a moment to think about, is it that big of a deal? Like, you are making something huge. And we are such a reactionary generation that we will take this and we will run with it. Yeah. And we will run. And it's like, whoa, 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 slow down. Whoa, 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 slow down. You're going to trip, man. Like, don't fall on your face. Yeah. Take a moment, slow down, let's analyze the situation, let's wait a second, let's make sure, let's, let's see this from all different sides before we go and judge people for saying this, or supporting this, or advocating for this, you know, talk, have a conversation, explain why you feel this way, and I promise you, I guarantee we could come to some sort of agreement, either to disagree an agreement to disagree or you know I look I've had conversations with people recently and I'm like huh 
you've really changed my mind about that. Yeah. And, and, and it's about things that I never would have thought that I would have had my mind changed about. But it's about having a conversation with someone, getting on a level, a personal level with someone, and not relying on tw- someone's Twitter page or someone's yeah. news or someone's article to believe something about someone else. It's, you know, and I, yeah. I think that's a big problem. It's the... It's how do you have a conversation with people it's when, when most of our – when most of us – like I talk to I, – I, I talk to my friends digitally, like text message, stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't usually call anybody. I talk to people I work with. But I mean we're at work and we're, we might have some small talk or chit-chat, but we're not talking about like <laughs> you know political right. things because that's not the time and place for that. No, not at all. But I feel like I'm kind of the – I feel like I'm kind of fitting into the norm of like most people don't talk to people anymore. Most people talk to each other online, digitally, text message, you know, and communities it's are comfortable that way. Yeah, and it's communities are disappearing. Like it feels like we're not we're not that is, communicating. I love what you just said because it's absolutely true. Communities, our communities are disappearing. Well, okay, our physical communities with our neighbors, people around us. But our but the bonds that we have with those people. Think about like yeah, how a neighborhood was fifty years ago. Well, you know, most you, neighborhoods were pretty much segregated. But yeah, yeah. Well, John, okay. Yes. Uh, Hot day. I meant that in a way. Yeah. Yes. I. I, I segregated I, or not, yeah, your community was your community, and that was your family. You could, you know, kids could go play on the street, ride their bicycles, and yeah. come back when the lights went on, you know, like, and be safe and the parents wouldn't have any issues, but that is gone. Yeah. We have no trust in each other. Well, we have I, no trust in each other. What I was getting at is that these physical, you know, in re- IRL, you know, in real life communities are disappearing, but the online communities are flourishing and context, conversation, respectability, those kind of are going out the way because it's all about like, coming off with the best tweet or coming off with the funniest tweet or coming off with the hottest take or insulting people right. or trolling but people. But that goes back to how we want people to perceive us. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, and that goes to, oh my God, this is going to really get everyone. You know, like, ooh, I wonder how many yeah, people are It's become a competition. It. It's not a conversation. It's a competition. And it's like... It's sad. And, and I'll admit I'm part of that. But, you know... Yeah, I... <sighs> I try not to be like I, I, I. You said you're not on Facebook. I am on Facebook because there are like a handful of people I, I keep in touch with, and I love to like share inside jokes or you know stuff online with and stuff like that. But I try yeah. not to stay. I try to stay as far political as possible off Facebook because I'm not trying to start a fight with anybody because I really don't. That's not the time or place. Uh, but it's it's not productive i don't think maybe we it's will we will reach it maybe we will reach a time maybe in our generation or the next where you can't have productive conversations online maybe i don't know but it just uh, it, it, but then again i want to stress this too like it's we're not i don't think i'm not trying to attack social media because social media has brought a lot of good like people who right. have, would never have talked to each other are talking right. to each other right no, well, I, I think I, it's I, also very true. It's it's like a yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. Exactly, but what I think I'm trying to say, and I want to say that you're trying to say is we are adapting to this new age of social media that's still going on. I mean, we're in a transition. We're in a transition, and it's like the on the the physical communities in real life are kind of de- uh, disappearing, and these online communities are are coming are flourishing. Like I said. Uh, 
and we're trying to learn how to adapt to that because we have to yeah. we have, uh, maybe it'll swing back maybe physical communities will go back in style and stuff like that because people realize maybe that isn't the best place to develop right. a community right. and like have excuse me online converse, uh, have conversations online is not the place for that but I think what I'm trying to get at is this isn't the technology's fault this is our fault we need to learn mm-hmm. we need to adjust this isn't mm-hmm. the, people are like you know if we just got rid of social media everything would be fine it's like well, no, no no that's not what we're trying to say here we need to we should learn how to use we it we should learn how to use it better and i think that is to the point it's like with fire you know yeah you gotta learn i mean yeah you burn yourself when or, I'm sure they burn themselves so many times until they really learn how to use fire. And or to tie it back fire. to tie it back to the beginning of the conversation, it's like a firearm. It has its purpose, but you know what? It doesn't. You need to be really careful with it because it can be dangerous. It it it, it can be. It can ruin lives. It can ruin. You can hurt yourself. You can hurt others. It's like yeah. You just need it. It's a tool. You need you to learn how to use it. You need to be responsible. You that's need a to great. Be at the utmost responsibility. That's a great. But I. I agree with you. That's a great. That's a great way to book in that. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about being Latinos in America? Or you want to go straight to the questionnaire? Uh, that's up to you. Okay. It's up to you. Let's, I am let's, on your let's time. talk about this real quick because we are uh, Latinos. I was. Yeah. I, I've always referred to myself as Hispanic, but I've been corrected lately that no, you need to call yourself a Latino. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a Latino. That's something I. But what is? Okay, so the difference is I, – I've I had to explain this to people. The difference between a Latino and a Hispanic, they're not mutually exclusive first off. A, La, a, a Hispanic – a Latino person is someone with uh, – someone – descendants or family from mm-hmm. the Latin American countries, you know, Central America, South America, right? Gotcha. Hispanic is someone with descendants that have Spanish ties. So for instance, I'm Honduran. My grandmother is from Spain, so I am a Latino and Hispanic. But Brazil, Brazilians are Latinos, but since they're Portuguese, like they were founded by, they were you know colonized by right. the Portuguese, by Portugal, they are not Hispanic because obviously Portugal and Spain are two different countries. So that is the ah, difference because okay. Brazilians who speak Portuguese are Latinos, but they are not Hispanic. But other Latin American countries that were colonized ah. by Spain and have tri- and have cultural ties back to Spain, they are Hispanic. That is the difference. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so I am. Um, I am a Latina. Yes. Then, because yes. my family, my mother's side of the family is Nicaraguense. They are from Nicaragua. Okay. But they have. European ties, yes. but it's not Spanish. Okay. So I think it's a mixture of. I just took my ancestry DNA test, and uh, I love the results. They're really cool. Okay. Um, I recommend that everyone try that. I don't know if that's like a trademark thing. Am I allowed to say that? But, <laughs> it's um, fine. You're good. It's fine. Um, I recommend everyone at least do a DNA test. It's really interesting to see um what you have in you, but that's that's interesting. I never knew that the the, the yeah, I don't know. I never that. really – look, I know my mom – like my mom's family is pretty much mostly 100% Irish. And my dad – my dad is uh, – his my, – my dad's dad was uh, – he was from Honduras and he's you know Central American – or Central Native American. So the – like the Native Americans 
that were there. He's that's uh-huh. that's where he comes from. That's where my dad's dad's side comes from. So they're they're really native. Yeah, they're they're pretty much native Hondurans, pretty much. I th- can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of the Central American ta- uh, Indian tribe. Not Indian. I don't mean to say Indian. Central Native American name. I think it's Inca or Aztec or one of those. I, I, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, cool. Can't remember. Doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, and my grandmother on my dad's side is from Spain. So I just generally consider myself Irish Honduran. That's all I need to know. I don't I, – I'm really not particularly interested in that DNA thing because I'm like – I mean, it'll tell me some information I don't already know, but will it change how I see myself? Not really. No, no I don't think it's like there to like change you think about yourself. I think it's just interesting to see like what bloodline that you have. You okay. know, like uh, what where your where you can see your genetic traits and where they come from. Yeah. I think that's what. More uh, so, as a Latina in America, mm-hmm. how do you feel? I mean, we are. I think we we are the. I think it is shaken out to now we are the second we are the most prominent minority as far as ethnicity as far as ethnicity goes I believe I have not looked at the census data in a good while if ever uh, <laughs> we are the prominent minority in this country cons- other than white people right mm-hmm. how does that how do you feel about that do you feel like we are I mean I I don't really feel any ties to that but that was because I was raised by my mother's side of the family so, um, but you are from a Latin, from a, a Latino, Latina family. Yeah. So how do you feel about being a Latina in America? I love it. Um, I have never felt threatened or dismissed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never felt that. And I, you know, even in Baton Rouge, you know, there's, they have little things here and there. They have Latin night at Radio Bar and they have... Mm-hmm you know, all these different things. They have the, even the food, you know, I think just, I, I, I feel, I, I love being a Latino. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you feel like, that. have you ever, well, let me ask pretty much every Latino that I've met, Latino, Latina, usually, have you ever gotten the, are you from this country? Have you, has anyone ever asked you that? <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. most of the time people think I'm from India or the Middle East. Yeah, uh, dude, one of the girls I work with, she's a Latina as well, and she's like, I'm kind of classified as ethnically ambiguous. People don't know uh, if I'm Latino or Middle Eastern or Indian, right. or she's like, I've even people thought I was black. I'm like, I, what? How does that happen? She goes, I don't know. I just was like, no, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm. You just, look, it comes, like, when you hear that kind of stuff, you're just like, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. But, you know, it's like, I've never had to deal with I, that because I've never been mistaken for anything but a white boy. So. <laughs> oh my god! Except that when I grow out my facial hair, when I grow out my my pitiful excuse for facial hair, then people can tell I'm Latino. That's the only time though. <laughs> <laughs> that is glorious. That is so funny. Yeah. But I, someone asked me if I was Jewish once, and I was like, "No, but I'm not." But I I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Culture. Yeah. So, do you feel like you don't feel marginalized? Fuck no. Okay. So I we, feel uh, the only I will say this: there have been instances in my life where I um, was. Uh, there have been instances where I have had one-on-one. I don't know what I'm trying to say. There have been moments where specific people 
yeah. on specific instances have said or made comments. Inappropriate comments, yeah. Inappropriately. And um, I, you just brush it off because it's not true. And if you feed that, then it's just you're, you're feeding the fire. Just don't. Uh, I, I don't let it bother me, you know? So, so you are... You're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. From uh, your your family's Nicaragua. My brother's oh Nicaraguan. My bad. My yes. apologies. I'm sorry. I missed. Okay. Uh, I get called Mexican on the daily. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, people call. I'm like, no, I'm 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 Honduran. I, I'm not I'm not Mexican. That's no, there's a difference. Uh, but uh, so you're Nicaraguan. Do you, so you don't feel as you know native like as your family's from Central America. You don't feel. Mm. Do you relate to the fact that there are these a lot of rhetoric, rhetoric, it feels like, in the national media especially, there's a, I don't know if it's demonized, but also like this, it goes back to that cultural anxiety we talked about, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like there's a threat coming from the South. Do you, do you know what I'm, do you understand what no. do you, do you feel, you don't feel, you don't feel that? I think that there are people who take advantage of the current Xenophobia affair of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that there are I, I mean, there, there are threats everywhere. I think that there can be potential threats coming from anywhere. Um, but I don't think that there is a southern border threat. Mm. Um, I, no. Mm. I, mean, I, don't, I, I, I guess I don't understand the question. But, <laughs> that's, um, probably, that's probably me. I just... I don't feel marginalized. I don't feel... I just feel uh, like there's a the uh hispanic and latino community is we're i don't really know if i should include myself in this but there is a a scapegoat like there is a like a there is this xenophobic fear like it's preying on the fact that like that goes back to the wall and i'm trying i'm sorry i'm not trying to pick on the right in trump although i have no objections I mean, to picking no, on them there's reasons for yeah it. so what i'm saying is the fact that like I, it just maybe it's not the big deal anymore, but I just remember years ago, like people getting people in my own family getting upset about press one for English, press two for Spanish. What are you talking about? This is America. Everybody should speak English. It's like ugh. oh, that's just retarded. Yeah, that's just. I mean, come on. There. You think, think so? You think we moved past English that to be successful in this country? But I also think that we as Americans should learn other languages as well i mean there are people in europe who know multiple languages and it's the norm yeah you know i I don't think that you have to learn english are you crazy like but i do think that you should learn english and i think that you could benefit from it you know um but no this is a country where we welcome many different types of people um and at some point i do believe in a, a level of assimilation i think that you know, there is an American culture. We do welcome other cultures, but I think as an American, like as Americans, we have a culture. And I think that that should be embraced as well. Um, but I don't think that there should be strictly like, you need to learn English and that's it. You need to stop learning using your language like no what are you talking about? You're an idiot. I just, like, I, I, I just worry sometimes. Like I'm like, I feel like, I don't know. But there are people, like, I mean, look, I am, I'm a, I'm a right-wing girl, but I will cut an attitude with my side any moment of the day when I catch them acting up. Like, don't be a fool. 
Stop acting retarded. Like, I... I yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I know what you mean. They're, it's I just... Mean, it's just... But I think that yeah. you, you have to just disregard their idiotacy. Like, you... you, you people are going to be idiots. Yeah. And you can either feed it or you can ignore it and make them realize how stupid they're being. And... Yeah. That's what I feel. But no, I... Uh, I think that's a I think that's a great note to end on. People can be idiots. I think that's the theme of this episode. People People can be idiots. People can be idiots. Alright, let's start this question there, because I knew you were excited about doing it. Okay. Okay. Alright, so got uh, people listening, we're back to the questionnaire. We haven't done it for a while because I said in the last episode why. Uh, but now we're back. I'm trying to get people to do it more. Uh, we're gonna be doing it from here on out. Okay, so you ready? Yes. Okay, what is a skill or craft you want to learn one day? Okay, so I was kind of confused about this, but um, like a skill, like, um, like, okay, like a trade? Yeah, like for me, I think I said originally I would love to learn how to speak Spanish or I would love to learn how to work on cars because that would be useful. Or like I wish I could sing, but I can't, but I wish I could sing, okay. you know. Okay, have you seen the movie Whiplash? Whiplash. Oh, yeah, yeah the drums. Great ending, great yes. ending. Yes. Okay. I just watched that movie, and I've always been obsessed with drummers, yeah. drumming. I would love to learn how to play the drums. I think that I would be able to release a lot of anger doing that. I yeah. think that it's like, the drums are just so cool to me. Like, drum solos, I was obsessed with the drum line in high school. Like, it's super cool. I think that is what I would choose. I feel you. I think, that's what I always felt. Like, I, I've always wanted to learn how to play the drums as well. Because it always seemed like the drummers, like the guitarists, the singers, yeah, I mean, they're out front. But it always felt like the drummers were having the most fun. They like, hold it together. It's like the glue. It's the rhythm. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with you on that one. I totally agree with you on that one. I think that would be really tight. Okay, next question. Favorite okay. TV show? <sighs> like of all time or currently? If you could do both. It's your, <sighs> just take the ball, man. That's all I want my guests to do is just take the ball okay. and play with it. I have four. Okay. Okay. Downton Abbey. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. That I don't think horrible. you're kidding. That's just funny. I, d- I would never have thought you were a Downton Abbey fan. Oh my god, I love the Brits, man. Okay. Um, okay, Downton Abbey. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. God, that show is so incredible. Fucking ass. Um, I can't believe it's going to be another year until I have to see this. Yeah. Um, and then, going a little girly here um <laughs> <laughs> friends oh yeah friends is like i can put that on while i'm sleeping and wake up and like know exactly where they are i can phone every <laughs> i love it i love it i love it okay um and then i guess my last one would have to be friday night lights oh yeah it's a good show that's Maybe a big like that's really big in this town like a lot of people oh, yeah. I, I, that since i've moved here have tried to get me into that show. I'm just like, mm, I'm all right. It's fine. Yeah, you have to. I think I grew up in that kind of yeah. theme of yeah. what the show's about. So yeah. it kind of was like a, a close to home kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, this would be my four favorite shows. I got it. Now I know that you're a Game of Thrones fan. When next next year we can usually after the episode ends, I'm usually like texting my my Game of Thrones friends like oh what's God, what's going yeah. on dude what's up like me and Ben oh usually are like texting like crazy after an episode of Game of Thrones so now it's I know it's wild I love it I love Game of Thrones like I I started it 
five years ago. Oh, man. And then I stopped watching it in the middle of, like, the third season because I was like, oh, my favorite characters are going off. This is just ridiculous what's going on. And then, you know, people kept talking about it, and I was just like, you know what? i got to jump back on the train. I've got to yeah. get into it. And I, it took me, like, a month to finish all of it. I was just obsessed. Yeah, I, uh, I started a couple years ago. Like, I hopped on right when season six started. Uh, oh, yeah. I caught up. I caught up to season six when it started and stuff like that. And I gotta give it to the show. It's the most. I, I don't watch. I don't binge watch a lot of shows, but it is one of the easiest binge watch I think I've ever had. It just flows. Like those first five seasons just flew. Like I. I it took right. me like. It took me like a couple of maybe like three weeks. I think. And it, it just feels like they go by so quick. You're just like, damn, this, mo- this show oh, just gets going. I'm like, okay, I need to go to bed now. Oh, wait, two episodes go by. And you're just yeah. like, one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is something, you know, a joke, a movie, a video, a meme, something, you know, that makes you laugh every time? Nacho Libre. Wait, what? Nacho Libre? Nacho Libre, dude. <laughs> oh, no. Me and my family crack up to that movie all <laughs> The time. Oh, we quote it all the time. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm not kidding. No, I, I, I don't, I don't doubt you. I saw that movie, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like oh I was God. like, I didn't laugh once. Like I was like, well, that's ten bucks I'm never getting back. Like I'm like, <laughs> okay. Oh my God. No, that movie is so funny. I, it, it did. I so I I literally walked out of that movie theater like that was a waste of my life right there. But hey, I'm happy someone enjoyed it. Oh man, uh, I love it. Okay, hard hitting question. Who was who was your first crush? It could have been someone you know, a celebrity, somebody like that, anybody. It was this boy I went to school with in third grade. He okay. was my next door neighbor. Okay. His name was Brady Struby. Brady, if you ever listen to this podcast, I was in love with you. Hey, Brady, he what's up, like, man? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, he was my first crush. I remember he was new yeah. that year, and uh, we were on the playground, and I followed him around. Like, <laughs> I followed him around. Stalker! <laughs> I loved Brady. So in love with him. And then, like, we had a snowball fight one year, and, like, that was, like, my dreams were coming true. Like, we were bonding. Oh, Lord. <sighs> Man, I love Brady. Okay. Uh, uh, my first cross still stands as Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Power Ranger. She was my first cross. <sighs> the best. Good one. Okay. Good one. What is your favorite dessert? Okay. I actually do not like dessert. Wow, really? I hate sweets. I cannot eat sweets. Huh. I can I can have like a bite of something and then I'm like, get the shit out of my face. Like it's I learned it's, something new today. I never knew that. I do not like sweets, but if I had to choose one, it would be cheesecake. Which isn't I wouldn't really consider it like a sweet. Yeah. I guess like I don't it, know, but it I can be enjoy, sweet. It can be sweet. It can be. I can, it can be. I do I do like cheesecake. Um like any type of cheesecake, like all the like wild flavors. Yeah. Um, but I just don't. I don't like. I don't like it. I don't blame like candy, you. like yeah. like cookies, cake. It's just. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't blame you. Like I, I, since I can't eat dairy products anymore, mm. I don't eat a lot of dessert. But there, 
there are some desserts I like. Like I love Oreos. Like I love them. Like I don't eat them a I lot. Like them. But I love Oreos. But I do. I don't keep them. I keep a pack in there. But I don't go through a pack. Like I'll have a pack in there, and it'll last me a month and a half. Like I don't. Right. I don't pig out on them. Like, but I will like have a one. Treat. And I did just recently discover uh, there's a vegan ice cream shop around. And uh, I did. I did just have a pint. I bought a pint last weekend, and it's lasted me all week. Uh, so, okay. ooh, See, dude. ice cream. I can. I can do ice cream. Yeah. I can do ice cream, but it's more of like the fruity gelato yeah, 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 yeah. kind of stuff that I like, not the dude. I uh, cream. I recently, I don't know what last weekend I was just hangering for uh, some that ice cream that I bought. I bought it because I also got some waffles, so I had some like toasted waffles with some ice cream on top bruh dog it was so good like i was like so in heaven eating that that sounds interesting it was really good i highly recommend anyone try it it's so good uh and it's really easy all right cool okay uh okay if you could trade places with a famous and or powerful person alive today who would it be male or female either one poignant um i and i say this because she's royalty but she doesn't she's not like sure she had her spotlight for the wedding yeah but i feel like the whole all the attentions on william and kate because you know they're next in line and everything and they have that big responsibility but you know harry and megan are just chilling being royal making lives better you know um so i think i would think i would have to and she's beautiful yeah, she is. She's she is. a beautifully mixed woman, and I appreciate that. And on top of that, she's an American living in the royal family. Like that's badass. Did you? Uh, so I take it you did get up early to watch it, huh? Um, you know, I didn't. I had plans the next day, and I was really tired, so I did not watch it. I don't have cable, so ah. um, I I did not watch it. I I watched. I will say, in high school, I watched William and Kate's wedding. I woke up at what was it like three four Something in the morning like that, to yeah. watch it. Yeah, I definitely did that. Okay. But um, this wedding, not so much. But but yeah, I think I'd have to go with Meghan Markle as of now. Yeah, that would be. I, I get it. I mean, I don't get it. Like I don't. I don't. I really don't understand America's fascination with the Royals. Be a, a princess. Yeah. I I I was like, that's that's very nice. I hope they have a very happy life together. But I don't understand why anyone over here gives a shit. But you know, <laughs> it's all fine. I don't begrudge anyone. Like I was excited about. Avengers Infinity War where a bunch of fictional characters beat up a purple character a giant purple sure, bad guy sure. it's like I can't really criticize people fantasy. yeah I can't really criticize people's silly like hobbies when my silly hobby is just as silly so uh, okay what would you rather do drive in a NASCAR race or a monster truck rally NASCAR all the way really need for speed yeah need for speed that Although would be... it would be fun to crush it in a big-ass <laughs> truck, but no, I'd, I'd have to go with uh, NASCAR. Yeah. I think most people I've 
I think I've uh, the people I have asked that question most. I don't think anyone's picked monster truck because people are like it's loud and it's boring and nothing really goes on. You're just driving around. And I'm like, eh. no, like with NASCAR, there's like crashes and shit. Yeah. You're like, are they yeah. okay? It's just like I don't know. Yeah. I, I like speed. Like I'm a I'm a speedster. If I could drive race cars, I would. Yeah, that's how I was taught to drive. But no, I. I <laughs> I love NASCAR. I think it's. I, I would choose NASCAR. All right, last question, and I'll let you go. And thank you again for taking mm-hmm. time out to do thank this. You. Thank uh, you. Good advice you wish you had in the past. You wish you would have had in the past. You know, I don't really have an answer that for that. Um, I don't take advice. <laughs> um, I do not take advice because I. I, I learned the lesson. Mm. Um, I have to be the one to... Sure, you can tell me to not do something, but as soon as you do that, I'm going to go do it and figure out why you told me not to do it. Um, so any advice, uh, it, it wouldn't have mattered because I wouldn't have taken it. <laughs> okay, well, what, uh, what if you had to give advice? Like, say you if I had to give, give advice, advice to younger generation. say that we all go through it and you as a human being in this world today you have to take whatever comes your way and you have to overcome it um you can't you can't stop at uh a block in the road you know find a way under around through get your way through it don't stop don't Uh, stop don't don't stop can't stop won't stop can't stop won't stop um, no, really, uh, if, that, if, if I could give any advice to a younger generation, I would just, don't stop, because once you stop, you are down and out forever, um, and, and that's sad, and it's depressing, and it's, it's a rut, but, you know, I would just say, you, we all go through it, and we all have to go through struggles, and that's what makes us strong, and that's what makes us who we are, and I would just say, keep going. Amen, sister, amen. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again, Alexis. Uh, this was a great conversation. So this is exactly the kind of conversation I wanted to have, even though we <laughs> we just turned into a typical it, it turned into a typical Alexis and John conversation. Yes, but, uh, absolutely, and I loved every second of it. It was um, a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank this should you. be going up on the thirtieth. Is that right? We just had the sixteenth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be going up on the 30th. Uh, thank you again, and everybody, thank you for listening. Like like, and subscribe. Share with your friends all that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Flores and friends. All right, all thank right. you, Alexis. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.